everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you're taking my podcast. I appreciate it. So tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about the podcast, okay? Even if you hate it, go, hey, this guy stinks. You got to hear it. It's going to make you mad. If you love it, tell a friend, tell somebody. Uh, I appreciate all the new listeners. Uh, man, this, you're making me feel great. And uh, I just got to keep pushing and, and promoting and putting clips out there to help this thing grow. Yeah. Going through the motions for so many years, man. You know, just not really knowing how to promote myself and not like not liking doing that. But it's just like, what's the point of doing all this shit if you're not going to uh, invite people to look at it and put. But yeah, it's a lot of work. So I'm just coming to terms with like all this shit I don't want to do. It's just like, hey, man, you just you just got to fucking suck it up and do it. You know, so I didn't get into comedy to be a fucking video editor, but I'm not in a position right now to where uh, anyone's doing that for me. So I got to do it myself. So it is what it is. Hey, audio engineer, fucking sound engineer, whatever you want to call it, video editor, director. You got to be all that shit. You know, it's almost like Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg's joke has come full circle. The, the bit about, uh, it was just like, uh, what did he say? Oh, he said, you write, can you write scripts? I forgot what the joke is, but basically he was just like, can you farm? <laughs> how do I, how did I forget that joke? I felt stupid. I brought it up. Now I can't remember the joke. Basically saying like, okay, I wrote this script. They want me to do all this other stuff. Actually, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just going to move on because I don't I don't feel like restarting this. Look up the bit. I can't remember it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, wow. Somebody just <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got to I got to just. Uh, wow. I got to talk about this. I don't even I don't even know the article, but I'll talk about it later. That's that's wild. But um. Uh, Anyway, um, I'll start with my mom. This 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 light. There it is. I'm just too much in the light. I think that's better. Uh, <clears throat> the milestone. For those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's it's not much of anything. Uh, this week, let me move this up a little bit. Actually. Give me one second, folks. There you go. There you go. Uh, this week, um, we found another little fun bonding thing that we can uh, do together. Uh, we like to listen to lo-fi music. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have listened to lo-fi. They got the lo-fi girl and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, actually, I would say, yeah, 99% of the times, the videos on YouTube is either like a static um, like anime photo or some type of uh, other anime photo or some type of uh, um, uh, drawing that's on a on a loop. It's not really animated. It might move back and forth a little bit or something like that. And uh, so at night when he's a little wound up and it's time for bed, what we have done, we found this one little, uh, I think it's called low, uh, Lo-Fi Vibes. And there's a character that kind of looks like a Game Boy. And he's in all these different situations, like he's watching TV, he's, he could be at the beach, uh, a hot air balloon, one he was waiting for uh, at a bus stop. Um, 
just all these just different situations, laying in the bed, eating, stuff like that. And it's just um, so it kind of just happened. He was a little wound up one night. We got this going, and we're just looking at this picture. And I just started going like, "Man, do you look at look at that? This this one has four leaves, and and that plant has five. And he was like, "Oh yeah." And then we just started to like analyze these these uh, pictures. And we we've been doing that every night for like 15, 20 minutes, maybe uh, a couple of different um, videos. And it seems to calm them down. We just we just sit there and just really just start nitpicking the the the, the drawing, and not in a bad way. Because there's a couple of times he was like, "Do you think the person who drew this just wants us to sit here and and nitpick it or look at it like this?" I go, "Buddy, we are, we're appreciating the art. We think it's cool. We're just noticing things, you know, about it. The color of, of um I don't know, a book or uh and one and like say." Say he's like at the beach and the buttons on it might be red, yellow, and green. And you get to another photo and those and those um buttons are different colors. Or they're not placing the same thing. Or the speaker on the side is a little off center. Or we notice like, hey, this this one doesn't have a shadow. And we've been doing that. And it's I gotta say, it's really relaxing, it's calming. All three of us do it. And it's just really cool to see what he notices. You know? So uh, I don't know if you guys have kids who are anxious or if you're anxious yourself or you just want something to do with your lady, your guy, uh, your partner, whoever it may be. I suggest it. It's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, especially when you get a few under your belt and you can start comparing uh, the drawings. Uh, it, it can be kind of fun. It can be relaxing. You know, you just sit there. We sit, sit there in the dark and we just look at these pictures, man, and we just go, oh, look. This this side has four holes and the other side has three. This is a little uneven. This line doesn't go all the way through. I wonder what he's watching on TV. I wonder how many games he owns. Stuff like that. So it's just fun to create a little world with them and to see just to see where his mind goes and what kind of questions he asks and to uh to see what he notices. And it seems to be something that he enjoys. Cause at night he he looks forward to doing it and, and that's really, really fun. And uh I uh I can't lie. Like the first night we we did it, I was he went upstairs and went to bed. I was so excited. I I was thinking about it like, man, this was fun. I can't wait for bedtime tomorrow just so we can sit and do this as a family and and uh he told my wife that he really enjoyed it and he was looking forward to doing it the, the next night too. So, it's like we found a thing without looking for one. So, that was a uh, that was a little special moment for us, man. So, um yeah, give it give it a shot. Sit down with your kids and look at some. I think again, I think it's called low lo-fi vibes. And uh, had a we have we have a good time doing it every night. So uh, yeah, it's a good way for us to wind down as a family and to, and to prepare him for bedtime. And we're trying to wind the summer down. He's got he's got about another week and a half before school starts. So we're just trying to get him back in the routine of getting to bed on the at an early time, a reasonable time. And uh, we got to get him on a tight schedule. And uh, we're looking forward to the fifth grade, but. Moving on. Um, this week I really didn't. Last week I really didn't have much going on comedy wise. If I let me look at my schedule to make sure I'm not I, I I'm not missing anything any stories I, I could tell. But uh, no, you know what? I had a pretty um, easy week. Didn't do much of anything, but I did go to the Richmond Funny Bone on Saturday last Saturday, 
And if you guys like comedy, obviously you do. You're here. You're listening to me, you know. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't seen him, check out Brian Simpson on um, Netflix on the latest season of the stand-ups. Uh, we met <clears throat> almost, I would say almost two years ago. Uh, I met him briefly in New York City uh, the night Mark Norman taped his special. It was um, Mark, Brian Simpson, Janelle, and uh, was that the whole show? I felt like a complete jerk because I know I know there was someone else. I, I to be honest, I I can't remember. And no disrespect to that person. Everybody did great that night. It's just like I don't have a connection with that other person. So why is this? This seems like the sound is is going in and out here. But um, sorry. Okay, so yeah, I met Brian the night that they taped a special. Uh, we kind of text here and there. And I saw he was going to be in Richmond, so I hit him up and go, hey, man, I'm going to be in Richmond. Do you mind if I come out and kick it? He's like, yeah, man, cool. Come on out. So I went out and um, had a great time. It was fun. I wasn't expecting anything. I, I, I got a couple guest spots on the early and late show. I hadn't been to the Richmond Funny Bone in a long time. And uh, they got an upgrade. Man, I really feel like there's something that's going on with the sound. But I, I could just be tripping. Maybe it's just the headphones. They got an upgrade. The showroom was a lot bigger. It's nicer. Uh, I will be honest. It's not the best upgrade of all the clubs I've seen so far. And I understand there's uh, limitations and all that kind of stuff at, at each location. There's only so much you can do. It's already part of a building, you know, and then that building has other businesses that do well. So not, not every club is in the same situation. They can't, they might not be able to buy the space next to them, all that kind of stuff. So, um, the showroom looks great. They didn't really do much to the green room. They they painted it painted it over a little bit, but uh, definitely is an upgrade, but not like a, a big big upgrade. It's more like a facelift, you know. They got a little BBL, a little BBL, a little collagen in the lips. You know, it looks like a uh, it looks like a um, a uh, Orange County housewife. <laughs> Where you go, man? This place is old, but this work's been done. It looks good, but ugh, you can't really tell how long it's been here. But uh, yeah, that's that's where the club is. But we had a good time, man. And uh, since Brian is really, really popular. He's one of those guys that actually like celebrities will come out and see him. And I actually got to meet a couple rock stars that I had never met any uh, like famous musicians before and actually spent any time with them at all. But I got to hang out with the Art Cruz and John Campbell of Lamb of God. And they were super, super cool, man. Typical rock star looking dude. Art, uh, Hispanic guy. You know, like good looking dude, long ass hair, wearing all black nails, painted, just super chill. Uh, John Bass, again, long hair, super chill. Uh, they just dress like rock stars, muted colors. This, this really cool, man. Just really just, you can tell they've been around, you know. And uh, just how they talk, how they carry themselves was just, uh, yeah, you can just tell they've, they've been around a lot of famous people. They've seen a lot of things. They've accomplished a lot in their lives. And I had no idea uh, they lived in Richmond. And funny enough, this is how small the world is. So um, I get back, uh, and I'll go back to the story, but I get back to uh, Charlesville. It's, it's just a few days later. It's Monday. And I show my buddy Jay on, who works at the Southern. I go, hey, man, I met these uh, two dudes, uh, John Campbell and Art Cruz at, uh, in Richmond. He goes, oh, shit, man. He goes, I fucking know John Campbell, man. I, was, uh, I, I went to school with him. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I, went to, I know that guy, man. That's... We were really cool back in the day. Like his friend dated somebody he knew, but I mean, his friend dated him or some shit back in the day. But uh, 
And I hit him up. I go, hey, you know this dude named John? He goes, yeah, man, I know that dude. He's really, really cool. And then I tell Danny, who's the manager there, I go, yeah, I met John Campbell. He goes, I know him too. I went to college with him. <laughs> so two guys that I work with at this one place knew uh, John Campbell, which is very, very odd. Small world. But they're all still in the music industry. And uh, yeah, just uh, just one of those things where like you just you just never know who knows people. One of those cool little moments. But um, yeah, I got to see Brian do about an hour, man, and he's he's really good. He's he's fantastic. He has a really like nice slow paced style, uh, a little long form, a little uh, one liners. It's a, it's a mixed bag, but he's very poignant, very very funny. Uh, he commands the stage. He commands respect from people, and uh, he's a he's a great comic man. And he's a good dude and a fun hang. Um, great writer. We had a we had a good time. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, oh, uh, they also upgraded the club by adding a barcade next door. So there's a there's a I want to say that might be the second or third one. That's the second one that I know of. There might be others, but the one in Toledo also has a barcade. Because it's uh, it's tied. That there's a restaurant outside the club, in the in the um, the main lobby, if you want to call that. Because most clubs have like a main lobby where you just stand. But at at the Toledo Funny Bone, it's actually like a seater restaurant out there. So they've taken most of the seats out, and they put a lot of video games in there. It, it used to be a, a Fat Fish Blue, which was like a Cajun style restaurant, but not anymore. They took all the uh, the uh, most of the tables out, and it's a bunch of old. Uh, classic video games from pinball machines and it's the same way at uh the richmond funny bone but the entrance to the barcade is in a different place so after the show we go over to the barcade and i played a game i hadn't played in a long time any any old arcade gamers out there they have a uh classic cabinet game i'm pausing for people to get their minds like oh, i don't know what it is killer instinct how dope is that? That was my shit. That was one game I was absolutely obsessed with with a kid, as a kid. I saw people playing that. I saw those uh, combos. I was like, I got to learn how to do this. And this is the 90s, man. You could never, it, you could never find. Well, it was extremely hard to find, like, game guides and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those games I was obsessed with. And, God, there was always, like, one kid who knew all the moves. And I remember, uh, I forgot, I don't know what arcade I was at, but I remember this kid had a, uh, he had like a bunch of papers stapled together. It was printed. This had, well, you know what? I'm just going to look it up. Hey, Siri, when did Killer Instinct come out? I'm just going to ask her. Here's what I found from Kotaku.com. Killer Instinct is a classic fighting game series. Jesus Christ. All right. I hate when I, when I do that. Anytime I'll ask Siri a question and I just want a link, she'll just read the fucking thing. Whenever I want to read it, her to read or tell me something, it's always, here's some links. It's like, bitch, just read it. I wonder if you can get in trouble for calling you, uh, uh, Siri a bitch. I'm pretty sure if you put that on TikTok, some fucking 14-year-old white girl would lose her fucking mind. It came out in 1994. So I'm 14. Not a lot of people with computers, and I'm like, where the fuck did this kid get this? And it was every move for every player, all the combos, the the um, all, how to chain them all, how to link them all together, how to do the ultra combos. It was like this thick. I was like, where the fuck did you get that? 
I didn't have a com- I didn't know anybody that even had a computer or a printer at the time. I was so jealous of that dude, but that game was super dope. And um, so I played a, a few rounds. I played with uh, Jago and Fulgore. Those are the guys I used to play with before. I remember how to get into um, Jago's. Um, I forgot what you even call it, but you get into his um, his uh, it's like a what do you call that shit? Like his um, is it a killer? His his um. What the fuck did you call it? They all have one move that they do that links that gets you into like the super mega ultra combo. I still remember that, but I just didn't remember all the all the moves. I know his is the low uh, round kick backwards. That's how you link all his uh, his combos together. And if you want to go into the ultra combo, yeah, I think you use that as well. Full gore, I can't really remember. But uh, I played one of Brian's cousins because he came to the show and he beat me both times. I played... um. Uh, was it Capcom versus Marvel, or it was a Cap? Or was it Marvel versus Street Fighter? It was one of those. I played those two. I got my ass whooped in both of those. I think we played two rounds. It was a best of three. He beat me four times. I just, yeah, it was fun though, man. It brought back a lot of memories, man. I spent so many hours and money in um arcades as a kid, man. So if you live in Richmond or in the Richmond area or around here, you want a cool barcade to go to, check it out at the uh, at the Richmond Funny Bone. Um, yeah, damn, I, I suck. We played some skee ball for a while, but uh, I had a great time, man. And uh, if you don't, please check out Brian's podcast as well, BS with Brian Simpson. Uh, it's becoming one of my favorite podcasts, man. It's just like I still love Norman and all those guys, but like Brian is like Norman, Norman and them, Carlos Miller, Bill Burr. Um, Lil Rel, all those dudes are doing shit I want to do, but they're light years ahead of me. Ryan is like a light year ahead. They're light years. Like he's still, he's, he's doing shit I want to do that's like not out of my reach, you know? So that's why it's really, really exciting listening to him uh, talk about all these uh, festivals and stuff that he's doing now. He's on the road. He, he does arenas with Rogan and Bird and and um, Tom Segura, he's just doing a lot of uh, cool shit, a lot of cool festivals. He's, he's starting to headline nationally. That's like the next step I'm looking for. Of course, I want to do all the shit, shit that the other guys I mentioned before, but you got to do that stuff before you do uh, all the other. And it was just really cool. So shout out to Brian, man, for uh, being cool and and letting me hang out. And especially for giving me some stage time because I went there to hang out just to, net, uh, just to you know, uh, just to get to know him a little bit more, network and, and um just be cool, man. And I uh, gave me some time and I really appreciate that. Hopefully we get to hang out when he's in DC in September. That's his hometown. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to hanging out with him there. Um, couple news stories and I'll get out of here and shout out to Lamb of God. Those guys are really, really cool. I definitely, I'm not a, like a metal guy, but they were really cool. They liked my set. They were very, very complimentary. So I definitely want to check them out to see what they do. I would love to go see them live in, uh, in, um, support them because they were very very nice uh you know what this has been i'm just gonna talk about i need i need to see this fucking article but my buddy jeff just sent me something and he goes he's like is this how reparations are getting funded so apparently people are renting out slave cabins on airbnb and i'll say this i hope that it is uh white people (laughs) i hope y'all get in there and y'all are just fucking haunted all night why the fuck would you want to stay tonight in slave quarters that is crazy that this shit is basically tourism now tourism in the sense of like education that's fine but 
to turn that shit into an experience and having people stay there and fucking and trying to have a good time, man, it's, it's pretty disrespectful. But uh, that's wild. That is fucking wild that people are renting and staying in slave quarters. We we stand for nothing in America. Absolutely zero. Like this live golf tournament, I'll say this. We really pick and choose. All right, because we can trade with China, even though they're communists. We don't really want to fuck with them. Cuba, they're bad. We can't have their cigars. You know, China makes almost everything we have here, but they're but they're bad. They're bad. We hate, we, you know, we hate all the 9-11 terrorists. We know Saudi Arabia was behind it, but we'll take them money to play golf. Now, look, I'll say this too. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge anybody for taking money. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. That's the American way. We we have no loyalty to anything or anybody but fucking money. And the fact that like Donald Trump is like sponsoring this shit, it's crazy. And for him to say, we don't really know who's behind 9-11 and we're just trying to like figure that out. That's bullshit. We know who exactly did 9-11. And honestly, I think people are okay with this because of the demographic of, of the people who play golf. Now, if this was if this were young black men or, or people of color running to take money from people who are responsible for the biggest terrorist attack uh, on American soil, I think it would be a different story. I think it would be a different story. Yep, it is about that. You can roll your eyes if you want to. That's what I think it is. Uh, they say Tiger Woods turned down allegedly around seven to eight hundred million dollars. And I get I will also say this. I understand people's frustration with it. It's just like, you know what? The PJ has had a monopoly on these guys. And here's, here's, a, here's a new hot chick offering a lot more money. She's got this new pussy. Of course you want new pussy. I get it. But all, all money ain't good money. And I do applaud Tiger Woods for turning it down. He's just like, I'm already rich as fuck. What else? Why do I need that? And the thing is, when people are giving you that much money, you're being bought. You're being paid for. So we'll see what happens in the long run. But like I said, all money ain't good money. And now you're indebted to these fucking people over there. And that, and I'm not just saying that because from, that goes for any anything. Anybody that's paying you millions of dollars, they feel like they own you. Look how they do athletes. You're their fucking property. So I definitely want to be, well, I wouldn't want to be beholden to some foreign uh, agency or government or whoever the fuck these people are. I wouldn't want to be, be, uh, be, be beholden to these people. You don't know what the fuck they want. All money ain't good money, man. Everything that shine ain't gold or everything that shimmer ain't gold or some shit. I'm fucking up a lot of things today. And uh, here, now here's a weird one. And then we'll get off on this one. Uh, these um, doctors, pull up this these researchers have found um i'm trying to find at rice university they're they've turned dead spiders into necro robotic grippers so they basically stimulate this spider is dead they inject it with something and stimulate the legs and they can still pick shit up so they're looking for research for like soft robotics and i'm like this is fucking scary they're starting with spiders I this is where I see this shit going. It's like if you can make a dead spider move around and this technology gets better, 
they're going to start doing this with people. You're not going to be able to die with debt. Like, oh, this motherfucker dead? That's cool. We're going to put this motherfucker, we're going to put him in, a, uh, in this little fucking contraption. We're going to hook him up to all these wires and, and gadgets and all this shit. And guess what? Anybody that's dead that still owes Chase money, you're going to be packaging um, boxes at Amazon. You're going to be doing, that would be crazy if we had a fucking zombie workforce and you got to pay off your car note after you're dead. Could you imagine that shit? It's just like, hey, man, y'all can't have the funeral until you pay this motherfucking student loan back. And it just got your fucking body just being controlled by some other fucking. That's wild, man. That's wild. That we're using dead bodies to move shit. That's that's next. Working them when you're dead. Could you imagine that? If they oh shit, this motherfucker. Oh, okay, cool. Could you imagine them digging up bodies and putting them on putting them on an assembly line? Some dude is fucking a dead. It's like weekend at Bernie's, but at like a a, a Toyota factory. There's a bunch of dead bodies fucking riveting and putting on fucking bumpers. <laughs> Do they even use rivets? I don't even know what a fucking rivet is. Welding. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I, 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 <laughs> and it's pretty it's pretty wild to see. They're just stimulating this thing's brain and using it to pick shit up. They're going to use this shit on people. They're going to use it on people if this gets better. But uh, there's the show. That's the show. Make sure you guys follow me on all things uh, at Chris Allen Comedy. I just started a Facebook page. So just Chris Allen. I'm trying to get done, uh, off the uh, personal page. I'm just going to have the comedy page and post all my shit on there. Uh, so if you haven't, if you please go like it. If you haven't, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, and um. Uh, YouTube, make sure you give me a follow on there. Uh, go like and subscribe, all that type of shit. Yeah, have a great week. I'm out. Peace.